0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt.
1: I'm Dory. All
0: right. It's a new feature of uh, this OS here with Apple. I was, I just was recording the intro here, and Dory and I were looking at GarageBand, and the waveform was not big. And it was a little confusing. And then I remembered oh, yeah, this OS, which is uh, oof, Ventura 13.3.1. Uh, their GarageBand. Like when you sit down to it, and it knows you have an iPhone on you, it asks you if you want to use the iPhone microphone with GarageBand.
1: Why would you ever want to do that?
0: Well, I mean, it'd be better quality than, Other than
1: uh, like your the, computer, yeah, the computer mic, mic etc. Mm, I see. Like it's
0: an interesting idea of a feature, right? But also, like, seems pretty dumb.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Although I guess if you're like if you had your, your headphones, your Apple headphones in, mm-hmm. I'd probably ask if you want to use those anyway, whatever. Point is we're here.
1: Hello everybody.
0: Uh, Dory's fresh off of a tennis loss.
1: Yeah, I lost.
0: She played hard. Yeah. Um
1: Matt and Henry came and watched me for a little bit, we, which is fun.
0: We watched her really stand with a lot of determination, holding that tennis racket with two hands. <laughs> waiting for a ball.
1: Yep. I was at the net.
0: I was watching and I was like, is this, why is she standing like that? And then I looked at the other person was standing like that too. I'm like, why do they teach them to stand like this?
1: That's the ready position.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, yeah. Yeah. You guys were ready, I guess. Yep, we were ready. Um, but it was nice to see Henry was not happy about the mesh on the fence. <laughs> so.
1: Even though I've never had any trouble seeing through the mesh. No one does. <laughs> Except Henry. I was like, what?
0: Yeah. So, but yeah, that's what we did this morning. Uh, I don't, I mean, I I don't know. The score, Tennis scoring is so stupid. So I don't know
1: we lost that's all you need to know but you tried we did try we did try and, and
0: that's all it's really about
1: and like the scores of the games we you know we would like lose games they were the games were close That but like when it came down to it we couldn't like couldn't close it couldn't close it so that was annoying i see yeah that was frustrating but what are you gonna do
0: a great question
1: life goes on you know life what i'm saying on.
0: yep we're here into june now oh my god the june gloom is upon us
1: yeah oh that was another nice thing though the june gloom lasted till about 1 p.m today yeah
0: which i was that probably the only reason i brought henry to go see you was that
1: it was still cloudy yeah yeah
0: I yeah like, I was expecting now's it. our chance the, quick outside go
1: the weather report said it was going to be sunny because our match started at noon and the weather report said it was going to be sunny by noon and I was like ugh
0: oh high noon tennis it's Worst. hot you know
1: and then it wasn't which was great and then like literally five minutes after our match ended the sun came out and I was like oh we just missed it that was beautiful
0: well I'm glad you didn't push it any more sets you know
1: yeah exactly that was why we lost I get it you threw the game because you wanted to get away yeah, from the sun exactly I understand it. that. Yeah,
0: I yep. would do yep. the same thing.
1: Yep. So anyway, here we are. How was your week?
0: Uh, I don't, I don't know. How was it?
1: I don't know. Good question. Oh, thanks.
0: <laughs> it was all right. Yeah, I golfed a lot. Um, recorded, you know. And, getting some pre Andy goes on vacation recordings done.
1: Mm.
0: So it's a little bit of a busy week for me, but relative to like when I had a job, but not that busy. Right. Yes. You know, everything relative to when I had a job, I didn't yes. I, I don't do much.
1: Right. <laughs> right.
0: Went to CVS a couple of times. Just had a, you know, had a fun, you know, weekend puttering about. Mm. I wouldn't actually call it a fun weekend. I just I mean yesterday was good cuz there was two Red Sox games on in one day.
1: Also, I took Henry to a birthday party and Matt stayed home.
0: I didn't really think about the fact that you would actually like you'd be gone for so long.
1: Yeah, the birthday party was almost an hour away. Yeah. So that, you know, the drive alone took almost 2 hours and then we were at the party for just about three hours so we were I gone should've. for like five hours i should you could have golfed. golfed
0: i could have i could have had a weekend round yeah Although i would have been gone longer than that
1: really yeah because the, the round would last five
0: hours mm, i see and the travel time yeah that's how long golf is on the weekend and right that, it's terrible
1: that is very long it's the
0: worst weekend sport in case anyone's wondering
1: I just was for wondering, time it's like a time commitment wise you know sure you
0: played tennis you were gone for like you know I don't know, hour and some change. Hour and a half. Yeah.
1: Seems reasonable.
0: Totally. Yeah. And then, you know, if you were going to go do that at a golf course, they'd be like, what are you doing here? This is a golf course.
1: If I tried to play tennis on a golf course. Yeah. It would also take you five and a half hours. Oh,
0: okay. Um, Let's see what else is happening. Henry's turning into a real... Four-year-old, with his needling and button pushing.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's a lot.
0: He's really he's he's really he's really something. When you ask him why he's doing things, he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Because I wanted to."
1: Yeah, they don't. I mean, that's like classic four-year-old. Like Last they actually, night, they actually don't know. Right?
0: Last night he was. Uh, I was giving him a bath. And uh, I could see it in his eyes. I was like, Henry, do not pour water on my head. You know, because I'm kneeling. I'm outside the bathtub, fully clothed, while he's in the bath. I'm giving him a bath. Mm -hmm. And he just looks at me in the eye. And I'm like, Henry, don't. And then he just poured a bucket of water on my head.
1: And you were not happy.
0: I was not happy because I had explicitly, that wasn't even, that time right there wasn't even the first time I had asked him not to do that 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 Mm -hmm. bath Mm -hmm. so i took him out of the bathtub after i said henry i took him out of the bathtub and then he was very upset about being out of the bathtub even though his prior tantrum was he didn't want to take a bath so classic then when i took him out of the bath and told him he was done with the bath because i he poured water on my head and i asked him not to uh he Started to cry again, saying that he wanted to be back in the bath, but then he got so upset that he vomited. You know. So then I'm like, This is you know, here's my Saturday. It was going you know.
1: from bad to worse. <laughs> yeah. And I'm
0: cleaning up uh so much vomit. But you know, he calmed down, settled down eventually. And then like this morning I was like nicely resting on the couch. He was out there with me. He was watching his Mickey. I had closed my eyes and I felt like dozed off because I'd had a late evening. And then I was awoken to a 44 pound child like jumping from outer space onto my chest. Ow. And it like I, it startled me and I, like t- rolled him off me, and I was like, "Henry, you can't do that." It's like, "Why?" I was like, "I was sleeping. I didn't know that was coming. It scared me half to death." And he's like, "Well, Dita, don't be loud." And I'm like, "I don't even understand what you mean." Were you snoring? I was not snoring. Hmm. I think he just means when I th- said, "What are you doing?" Mm. Anyway. <sighs> Whatever. Now, and also he's like, he's real like, uh, I don't even, I don't even know how to describe it, but like, you were trying to leave the house. He refused to go to sleep until you left.
1: Yes. Yes. He kept
0: coming out. Yes. Asking if you were gone. Yes. Asking why you hadn't left yet. Yes. And he would open the, every every two minutes, he opened his little door and looked out and he's like, Dita, where's mama? And I'm like, she's, getting dressed like oh, when's she leaving and then he's like I want you to go and the reality of it was he just wanted you to go so that he f- assumed that I would let him stay up late anyway whatever kids
1: he's just four
0: he is he is just four you know glad to have a four year old who keeps me young <laughs>
1: oh boy oh there it is yep
0: everybody you got your get rid of your slice for good that's what this email is telling you about
1: what's a slice for good
0: get rid of your slice your, your, oh get rid your, of your yeah.
1: slice for good yeah i thought it was like a slice for good a slice for good like like some pizza for charity yeah or charitable
0: <laughs> some like ninja contingent yeah with katana blades that slice things for good
1: sure um yes i was a little confused but thank you for clarifying
0: you're welcome i uh so you're
1: not supposed to slice the ball in golf
0: no it's not good because you sort of want it to land in the middle of the fairway
1: see in tennis a slice is a good shot
0: unless it goes out every time you know
1: well, sure <laughs> but like
0: well, that's what a slice does in golf
1: no a slice Goes is out a, of bounds a slice is a very tricky shot to return right tennis. yeah I get that because it like bounces weird
0: yeah if you control
1: if yeah if you if you have a good slice sure but a good it's like slice. you you want to you want a good you want to be able to develop a good slice are
0: there draws and fades no mm, interesting nope. I could revolutionize tennis
1: you could I can't play tennis. I can't.
0: I can't have no control over how far the ball goes whatsoever.
1: Whoa. Just
0: ends up on the moon.
1: Whoa. Okay.
0: You know this. I tried to play with you once.
1: That's true. You, um, your racket was very open, as I recall.
0: Yep. Creating a slice.
1: No, that's not how you do a slice. (laughs) Whatever. I mean, look, you could take tennis lessons. I won't. But you won't.
0: Correct. Because I uh, well right now I'm not taking them because I have no job and we have no money. But also seems like a waste of time to get good at tennis. Why? Because, you know, I gotta get good at golf.
1: Are you already good at golf?
0: I'm not good at golf. I'm okay at golf.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Henry thinks I'm good at golf. I was like, that's very sweet. Henry also thinks he's the greatest baseball player on earth.
1: He said the funniest thing the other night. We were watching watching the Red Sox game, and someone hit a home run. Mm-hmm. And he said, they hit it almost as far as I do.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're a good hitter, and I'm a good
1: hitter. <laughs> you know, he loves hitting dingers. He loves hitting dingers.
0: Although, I mean, he has said some, like... Like, from our driveway, over the hedges, across the street, into the next yard. I've seen him, like, just, it's crazy. That's a dinger. And it is a, that is a dinger. I'm
1: very curious when he will want to return to organized baseball.
0: I don't know that he ever will.
1: No, I think he will. I think it was just, like, too much for him.
0: Mm. Well, he calls our shrubs the green monster. <laughs> He thinks any any he thinks any green wall in in baseball is the green monster. So,
1: well, also because I think he's eventually going to get bored of just hitting in the driveway and he want to play more, you know.
0: Well, I didn't like. I didn't realize those baseball diamonds would be empty at the park today. I would have brought balls. Oh yeah,
1: mean? yeah. That actually that is weird because I feel like on the weekends there's usually like baseball or saw or dodgeball but you know there's no like little league that plays at poinsettia it's Mm. all it seems to all be adult leagues at least that i have seen interesting um so just as a point of information thank you um all right well let's take a little break but before we take a break let me remind everyone you can call or text us at four one three four six one baby you can email us at dory at gmail or matt and dory at gmail and uh yeah you can always still support us on patreon at patreon.com slash excellent adventure and we will be right back
2: have a catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well
0: How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet, sort of jump for joy, but like, I can't wait to get them on my feet, because I know they're going to be cozy, I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love, What that is it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a... Just a smidge higher, like in a... Whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, like, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks... Tees or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombus has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombus can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason,
1: matt
0: i'm 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 familiar
1: um we have some emails to read from listeners okay this first email is from lauren Mm -hmm. hi dory and matt dory have you or any listeners out there had any experience with anemia i've had it on and off over the years in the past six months or so it has gotten bad again or maybe it was always bad and i just accepted that i was always tired I'm back on slow fey every day, every other day. My doctor said taking it every other day helps with absorption versus every day. I'm also now on tranexamic acid to help minimize my period bleeding, which has always been awful. The tranexamic acid has been helpful some, but has not solved the problem. I had my annual physical last week and my numbers aren't getting better. I've resisted going on birth control to help with bleeding because after IVF and two science baby pregnancies, I'm so over having my hormones artificially manipulated, but I'm also just so tired. Mm. I have two science babies, a four-year-old and a -a one-and-a-half-year-old. I blamed my exhaustion on them until my doctor suggested we check my iron levels. I had my tubes removed after my last C-section, so I don't need to be on birth control for contraceptive reasons. I barely had enough eggs to get my two kids anyway." Have any listeners out there had to deal with anemia like this? My primary also mentioned the possibility of getting iron transfusions. I had no idea that was a thing. I'm 42, and I'm sick of the female reproductive system. Thanks for all you do. Mm. Lauren, P.S. A message to anyone who does not have a doctor who listens. Change your doctor. I'm so lucky to have a team of doctors. My primary is actually a PA that listen to my seemingly to me little problems. I've had doctors before that have waved away issues I've raised. It's nice to know I'm in good hands. And we all deserve that.
0: Um, When I first was hearing this, I was like, oh, yeah. Anyone who has a doctor who doesn't listen to this podcast should change their doctor. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, it's a Uh, (laughs) global. It's more of a macro thing about listening.
1: Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no. It's more of a macro thing about listening.
0: I mean, it sounds like you got to weigh the annoyances and physical pain that may come with birth control versus not
1: interesting
0: you know because if you're just like going to be physically exhausted all the time and your flow is uh, doesn't trickle to a stop then right. you know these these are my thoughts on the re- female well, reproductive system I'm
1: also wondering if there is any sort of specialist you could see
0: i I would assume so but these doctors seem to know what they're doing
1: yeah but maybe there's something that like they're not they that they're overlooking yeah. i don't know Just right. putting it well
0: out look there. this is not for us to answer really no the anemia signal's gone out
1: it has um all right this next email comes with a trigger warning So, uh, it's a trigger warning for stillbirth, third trimester stillbirth. So if you don't want to listen to this, I would fast forward like five minutes or so. Um, this is from Leslie. Hi, Matt and Dory. Back in August, 2022, I'd called asking about maternity leave slash FMLA as a teacher. And then in September emailed about sleep and how I hadn't felt any kicks yet at 18 weeks along at 20 weeks and 26 weeks, I had ultrasounds and all was well. Unfortunately, at 28 weeks I felt something wasn't right. I'd barely started to feel some movement around 26 weeks, but then it stopped. I pushed to be seen in my OB's office at 28 weeks and there was no heartbeat. I delivered a son 3 days later, stillborn in November. I was and still feel broken. I had to recover postpartum as if I got to take a baby home. I stepped away from most baby slash pregnancy related content because they were all too much to listen or to see. I took FMLA then in January returned to work because of finances. I have the most supportive husband and family. I've been going to physical therapy and therapy since early spring. I just wanted to put the egg signal out because despite all the tests on me, my blood, the placenta and the baby... There have been no answers as to what caused this to happen. I desperately want to be a mom and hold my own cute baby to raise, but the thought of this happening again is devastating. Mm. Grateful to ease my way back into this space through the podcast. Thank you, Leslie in Virginia.
0: Uh, oof. Yeah. Sorry to hear that, Leslie. Uh, yeah, well, here's, there's an egg signal out there. For anyone who's unfortunately gone through a similar situation,
1: um, there is a F- Forever Thirty Five Facebook group for recurrent pregnancy loss. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, about joining a group like that, but um, I think there would probably some people. There would be some people in there who could, you know, relate. I'm trying to find it just so I can tell you exactly what it is called. Um,
0: I normally don't support cross podcast groups, but I'll make an exception. Oh yeah, it's called
1: Forever Thirty Five Miscarriage and Recurrent Pregnancy Loss RPL. Um, I mean, I guess you haven't had recurrent pregnancy loss, but there might be that might be a place where you could find some. Um, people who have been in similar in a similar situation i mean you know i think this these types of questions i feel like we just had a question like this recently where i was like sometimes they just don't know
0: i mean i think that's the general undercurrent theme of this podcast
1: yeah like Sometimes there just is no answer. Sometimes it is just like this freak thing that happens, which sucks, obviously, and like is not a super satisfying answer. Um, But, you know, I know anecdotally, I personally know people who have had stillbirths and gone on to have completely normal pregnancies and healthy babies. Um, So, you know, it's obviously a thing that happens. Um, I would talk to your ob see what they have to say in both
0: physical and mental therapy
1: yes and we are thinking of you and if people have thoughts on this please write in um all right this is from anonymous Mm -hmm. hi matt and dory i'm definitely jumping the gun on this ask but just in case you fall off the grid i thought i'd put it Uh out there My husband and I are planning to start trying for a baby this fall as a woman in engineering that works in a very male heavy environment. I'm already thinking about when and how I would need to tell my boss and coworkers. I don't love the idea of a lot of people knowing until it's something I can't conceal. Mm -hmm. Three of my male counterparts have had babies within the last year and the team didn't know until about a month before they went on leave. I haven't had many role models for this in my career, I would appreciate some advice from the world's slowest message board. Thank you. Anonymous stats, 2,800 square feet in Pennsylvania, three hot dogs, One sixty five inch TV in living room. What two 55 inch TVs that my husband uses as computer, computer monitors, one for work and one for video games.
0: That is an impressive amount of inches for, for games.
1: It was like, I see a shadow darkening our door.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Both of them are in there. Sorry, bud.
1: Um. Yeah, I also don't think you should, you should jump the gun. I mean, you're you're jumping the gun on this ask. Of, but is it
0: out of uh, out of, uh, superstition? Not letting no, people know
1: early. I, like I don't want her to be like sidelined at work.
0: Well, I just start wearing baggy and baggy clothes
1: yeah I mean that's also an option but I you know I I would be curious to hear what um people who work in similar environments like what do you do what have you done what do you do
0: well I agree the world's slowest message board is in effect yet again
1: (laughs) um okay moving on actually Henry is wondering if um He can come podcast.
0: Okay. We'll bring on Henry and then take a break. Yep. If he wants to come on.
1: Well, he said he wanted to, but Mm. I guess he could always change his mind.
0: He loves to change his mind. It's probably his favorite thing to do.
1: Mm. Yep. That's true.
0: Let's see. I hear him. He's going this way. Yep. And there he is. That was a hard one. Yeah, it was hard to open that door. Yeah. Hi, bud.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Boo. Hi. Hey, do you
0: have any
3: jokes? Yeah, but I'm going to say something. Boo. Ah. Boo.
0: Ah. You're scaring our audience.
3: (laughs) Ready? How? Boopity bee. How? Boopity bee. (laughs) Ask me some questions.
0: Okay, I'll ask you some questions. What was your favorite thing you did today?
3: Uh, Going to soy class. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
0: Just, Just your big coffee fiend? Did you have any coffee?
3: Uh bagel.
0: Mm-hmm. That's two bagels today. You got a bagel this morning, too. You're a bagel machine.
3: Oh uh, boo.
0: Wow, that was the loudest thing I've heard in a long time.
1: What
0: was your
3: favorite thing you did
0: yesterday? Uh, uh, choking on me. <laughs> so when you threw up, that was your favorite part?
3: Boo 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 five. Okay. And now first some
0: of- Now you're <laughs> typing on mama's keyboard. Have you have you have you got anything? Yep, H P O Y T. What is that for? Hippoit. <laughs> Not really a word. What does
3: W-E-L-T-Y-U-I-O-P-E-F-O.
0: It's nothing. They're just in that order because they would jam up a typewriter at the least.
3: Boo, boo, boo.
0: Henry, is there anything you'd like to tell people?
3: What does Z W Q, what does Z S D E R uh, Z Fell? Swordsy? What does FGWZFO? Fig was. What does. Okay,
0: bud. Uh, <laughs> one more. E uh, N R Y?
3: No, I'm trying to spell. Yeah, my name.
0: Well, how do you spell your name?
3: H E N
1: Do you
0: see all? Do you see why? This row.
3: This row? Mm -hmm. Why? There you go. What's that spell? Henry. Yeah. But what does. (laughs) Oh
0: no. (laughs) Henra. Henry, is your middle name still Owl? Yeah, you're nodding, yes. Yeah, it's a podcast. You shouldn't really nod. You should answer. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, two keys at a time. That's good. Henry, you came on this podcast. Is there anything you'd like to say? Are you promoting anything? Doing
3: any live shows?
0: Come on, get back in here. You got any any live events coming up soon?
3: Yeah, but can you hear me get back into what it was? I want to fill some words
1: in here.
0: Hold on. on. Are you going to be spelling words anywhere people could see you? There you go. Okay, Henry. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate your 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 fun with phonics. Um, could you say thank you for having me and goodbye, everybody? No. Okay. All right, bud. Well, I'll say it. Thanks for coming on the show, Henry.
1: The screw f- be in a
0: nice probably in another 25 30 minutes got it got it okay thanks henry all right everybody that was that was spelling henry spelling corner
1: spelling with henry and we, we we
0: did take a break. I already actually. Oh. Anyway, we're taking a break. Hello, we're back. Hello. Sorry about that, everybody.
1: <laughs> You'll have to cut that down.
0: I mean, I know you say that, but but you're not Will going I? To? I don't know. It's quality content, you know. Is it? Yeah, he was spelling a lot of words. He's hitting sure. two keys at a time. Oh, yeah, that's true. He was going, dude, dude, dude. What does? <laughs> I mean,
1: look, I'm sure all the three and four-year-olds in the audience will appreciate it.
0: Oh, I'm sure they'll have a good time spelling words yeah. at their home as and well.
1: talking back to Henry. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to some other listener emails. This is from Anonymous. Hi, Dorian and Matt. I wanted to respond to the listener who was asking about independent play for their 11-month-old and let her know it gets better. Mm-hmm. Like you both said, this age is still very little. My daughter is going to be two next week, and she is only finally starting to play independently. I remember thinking not long ago that my mom, who watches my daughter while my partner and I work, spoiled my daughter by not letting her play independently enough. But now I see that it was more about her age. We didn't change anything. My mom still plays with her all day. And in the evenings when my mom is gone or on the weekends, my daughter will happily play for a while by herself. Her imagination is really starting to flourish, and I can see her becoming More creative, and I think in turn enjoying her independent playtime again without any specific direction or action on my part. My friend recently mentioned this to me as well. Her daughter is three. Said it is a skill that comes with age. So, like all things, it seems that this is a phase which too shall pass. It's exhausting and intense having to entertain a baby every waking moment, and thankfully it's not forever. Hang in there.
0: I mean, it's a it's a miracle the human race
1: exists. Yeah, yeah. Since I'm finally writing in, I also figured I'd put out a signal. As I, uh, as I mentioned, I have an almost two-year-old IVF daughter, and my partner and I are gearing up to try for another IVF baby. We decided to switch clinics for multiple reasons and have some embryos stored at our old clinic. We recently found out that our old clinic is charging us $1,500 just to have us transport our embryos out of their facility, not to actually transport them, just as an administration fee. To release them, we're handling the transport. (laughs) This amount shocked me. We don't have fertility insurance, so the cost of these things really shouldn't be so surprising to me. Everything is so expensive. But $1,500 just because we want to move our embryos out of their lab, is this standard? I tried to do a quick search in the Facebook group, and I did see some people mention a small fee to transport out of a lab, but I can't imagine $1,500 is considered small. I look back at all the original paperwork we signed with the lab, there's absolutely nothing that mentions this fee feels like they're holding our embryos hostage until we pay. We also already paid in full for the annual storage charge this year. So I'm Mm -hmm. at least trying to get that cost prorated and applied to this administration fee since we won't be storing them there for the full year. I also asked if they could explain what the cost covered and they couldn't give me any information other than reiterating it's their administration fee. So my question to other listeners, if you were charged an administration fee for transporting embryos out of a lab, Was it in line with this cost? Could you negotiate it all? And if so, any specific tactics that you used? Thanks so much in advance. Thanks for continuing to put out this great podcast. It has been such a huge help over the years. Love you guys. Stats. LA. 1,930 square feet. Two adults. One IVF baby. One cat. Four TVs. Not certain of sizes. Four hot dogs this year. Two from Costco. Two flown in from Portillo's in Chicago. (laughs) Even though we could technically drive to the one in Buena Park, but never do because it's far. Right. Right. Well, they are extorting you.
0: That is, uh, I mean, administration fees are beautiful things because they can be whatever the hell you decide they are.
1: The reason they couldn't tell you what it was for is because it's not for anything. Correct. It's for them to make money off of you.
0: That's all it is.
1: It's for them because they're annoyed that you are not going to be doing your transfer at their clinic. So they're punishing you.
0: Yeah, but, like, they're like, at least we'll make a little more out the the door. Yeah. You know?
1: It's bullshit.
0: Um, Especially because you are, like, if they were, like, this is our our administration fee, we do the transporting. Right. Site to site. Yes. uh, But no. To make sure everything goes perfectly, blah, blah, blah. I could see a $1,500 situation. I could see it, like, that, that being a charge. But when it's like, no, you guys drive them over. I'm like, wait, what?
1: This is so classic. This is... This is so classic fertility clinic. If what's you, their parking fee? Tell if me. If you run a fertility clinic, do you just think of ways to gouge your patients constantly?
0: It's an interesting field when you think about it in relationship to insurance. Yeah. Because so much of it is out of pocket. Correct. That they don't get to do the things that other doctors get to do. Like, charge $800 for Tylenol. Mm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but because they get everything paid in cash, so they don't have to deal with, like, getting reimbursed from insurance, which is a huge pain in the ass. Is it? Yes.
0: I don't know. Oh, it is. God, jeez, sorry.
1: Um, ugh.
0: I mean, I'm not justifying it.
1: it kind of sounds like you're justifying
0: it. I am just. I think, actually, we should be paying fertility clinics more.
1: You're right. We should just be paying them. We should be
0: paying every, everyone everything all at once.
1: Yes. Constantly just paying people. Um, all right. I am curious. The embryo transport signal has gone out. If you have transported your embryos from one clinic to another, did you j- get charged this bogus administration fee? Was
0: there a mileage fee? <laughs> did you have to repay gas to the clinic?
1: <laughs> um, let us know. All right, we have a voicemail. we
0: do indeed dory i'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can pull this right now and drag it into the normal place because I for some reason spaced on this even though we all know why I space on everything why that was it it was why period I space on everything period oh yeah, sure not there was no profound answer. Oh, I see. Yeah, it was not like, you yeah. Know, I wish I had an answer. Right. But I've been in therapy for years
1: uh-huh. to
0: try to make this happen. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get an answer. Yeah. Uh, so which one we're going with? The uh, playing outside is coming up. Mm-hmm. Here it is.
4: Hi, this is Emily calling in. I had to pause the pod to respond to the listener who has an 11 month old that will not leave her alone. Um, to play and my biggest piece of advice for anybody that has kids especially babies is to take them outside I know that this depends on like if you can make a quote-unquote yes space outside or if you have a yard that's conducive to outdoor play um, obviously like Matt said like you have an 11 month old you have to supervise them at all times but I get the most like peace and quiet when I take my kid outside and I don't give him toys outside I mean they have like shovels and stuff like that, but we're big outdoor people. But when I was starting out, like we were just outside to be outside and there's enough stuff to like look at and you have to just like, I know some people talk about doing um, like a sniff walk with their dog where they just let their dog basically lead the walk. Like if they stop to smell something and they want to smell it for 10 minutes, That's how walk I always for 10 have minutes and about. I do that with my kids. So we come outside, they see a rock that they want to look at touch it, throw it do, for five uh, minutes. Like I'm not going to give them any other ideas or ask them questions about the rock. Like there's times and places to talk to your kids incessantly. And then there's a time and a place for just like, let them be. Um, I'm a pre-K, pre-K teacher. And one of the things that we talk about a lot is don't ever interrupt the kid's play if you can. So the, if he's ever engaged in anything, don't talk to him about it. Don't touch it. Don't look at it pretend you're not there and i find that easiest outside because a lot of times kids toys like we think that our kid's going to know what to do with it when we hand it to them but it's not always intuitive and if you don't want to have to demo a toy for him every five minutes just take him outside see if he'll find a stick don't be afraid to let him get dirty um it builds their immune system so yeah this is emily from the washington dc area called before i've got a one-year-old a two-year-old a 170 pound Mastiff South African Mastiff There's also two An old hat Me and my husband 1800 square feet Just had our first hot dogs this weekend For Memorial Day Nice And I don't know We have a big ass frame TV That I wasted money on All right, Love the
1: pod Thanks guys (laughs) That is twice the size of Bo They were
0: outside people Wasting money on giant TVs Uh, That is twice the size of Bo I was 83, 84 pounds now?
1: I think 85. Look at that. He just got some shots at the vet and they weighed him and he was 85 pounds.
0: But his entire life he has been, at least that we've had him, he's been between 79 and 85 pounds.
1: Yeah, I feel like there might have been a brief period where he was like kind of depressed and he was like 76 or something.
0: (laughs) Okay. But yeah. I think we've done a We've done an okay job with that dog.
1: He, I have to say, I think Bo is in his happy Bo era. How so? He's just like, I think he's happy. He seems happy. He seems like a happy dog.
0: Yeah, he does. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, he seems content. Which he is, seems content. Which is nice to yeah. see.
1: Getting- I still
0: I can't get over last night and his... Yeah. Weird, oh yeah. You should tell me.
1: everyone what happened. That was wild.
0: Uh I was asleep and I Bo like came up to my face while I was sleeping and like went rough. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, bud, what do you do you need to go out? And he's like staring at the door. And then he barked again. And it was like, oh, I don't want you to wake up Henry because Henry was coughing earlier in the night. And I'm like, okay, all right, go. and I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, it has got to be three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was ten forty four p.m. <laughs> so I let Bo out, and immediately he bolts to the front, to the gate, into the bushes, and starts barking like a maniac. There's a dog across the street that's also barking, and I'm like, I'm like, Bo, what are you barking at? And then I, somebody, somebody's outside the gate. Going, could you put your dog in? I'm like, what? Could you put your dog in so I can come in? I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then I I hear the, you know, Bo's barking, barking. I get Bo, I take Bo, I bring him inside, and then I see the person walk by, just like the shadow of them go by the bush. And I'm like, what the hell is happening here? And I'm like, there's like, like, I want to see what's happening, but also like, I don't want to open the gate.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So, (laughs) I, I go, I put Bo inside, I lock all the doors.
1: This, this is a crucial detail.
0: And uh, I come outside and I'm like, what? I can't, what am I going to use for self-defense here? If I need, and I was like, I'll grab a four iron with a stiff <laughs> shaft. <laughs> so I grabbed a <laughs> Titleist T-100 four iron. Uh, and I stood at the, in the driveway, I stood in the driveway staring at the gate for like 10 to 15 minutes. And then I had come out and I'd left the front door open a crack. And then of course, Bo, his snout just went up against the door and locked it from behind me. So I was now locked out of the house. <laughs> um, and I knew Dory was asleep and lights are off in the whole house, you know, because we are, you know, Saturday night, We're all in bed by nine. (laughs) Uh, And I stayed out there. And then I was confused. I was like, what is it? You know, because we've had problems with the unhoused around here uh, on occasion. So I just was like, I was waiting. I see they had a phone, a cell phone. So I was like, what is going on? And then I finally hear them talking on the phone, on speakerphone, to like, you know, their, I don't know, (laughs) another party, mentioning how they had already ordered an Uber. (laughs) And then when they said that, I was like, okay, so you're probably just a drunk person, Mm -hmm. that didn't want the dog barking, while you paced back and forth, waiting for your Uber. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when I heard that, I decided that I could stand down and then I I waited a little bit longer and then I saw an Uber pull up like across the street and then this, the person, I didn't hear the person again and then I had to go knock on the back door. Like I was like, I was like, I didn't want to like not, if it was, if it wasn't that kind of a situation like I probably wouldn't have bothered knocking on the door; would have slept in my office. Mm. But because I didn't want to be outside of the house, if you know anything wackadoo happened, right? Um, that four iron, by the way, is in is is in the couch cushion right now. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like I'm going to sleep out here next to this four iron just in case. Oh
1: my goodness.
0: Um, but Bo had Bo like you know, Bo was alerted somehow. And like I always think, Bo is like sleeps through everything and anything. Turns out it he doesn't. Turns out he does not. And he was like,
1: he's like, you got to check this out. He was
0: like a perfect guard dog for some reason. Yeah. And I was like, did the did the doorbell ring or something? Like, how did he know? Yeah. I still don't know. I he don't. And I it. don't think the doorbell rang.
1: No, I don't think so. Um, I
0: think he sensed it. Yeah, pretty wild. I mean, he probably. You know what? Honestly. Probably heard the dog across the street barking, and like knew the bark of like this is a this is an alert bark. Yeah, <laughs> this is a all hands on deck. Right. All will pause. I'll pause on deck. <laughs> Neighborhood dogs like communicating uh, with each other or I something. Honestly, I think that's what it had to have been. Um, because they were they were going back and forth for a little while outside.
1: I was like, "I got this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: and uh, you know, because Bo's and. I assume intimidating. If you're, if you like, are walking by, oh yeah, and he's like,
1: he sounds insane.
0: He does sound insane. He sounds like we've got like a luxury uh, attack dog. <laughs> yes. Um. Little do they know, he's just a big napper. Hmm. Uh. Anyway, yeah, Dory opened the door, and uh, crisis averted. And I was like, it's so late. Was Eleven, <laughs> <laughs> but I did like I stayed up like I, was, I sort of like was on edge a little bit, so yeah. I just stayed up. Sort of, I was like, I gotta stay up for a while, make sure the coast is really clear, right? Um, so I was up to like one, and that's the story of uh, that's the story of Bo.
1: That is the story of Bo. <sighs> All right, we are going to move on. A couple of suggestions about the 26th floor balcony at my parents'
0: house. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Regarding your concern about the 26th floor balcony, I had a few suggestions. Is the balcony door a sliding door? No. It is not. We live in a townhouse. The bedrooms are on the third floor. So I was very worried that the kids would open their windows and fall out. I bought sliding window locks, which are just little metal tabs that fit onto the window frame. That you tighten and they prevent the window from sliding. I'm sure you could put one of these up on the top part of the sliding door. Alter- alternatively, a pressure mounted shower curtain rail could be put up there to prevent the door from sliding as well. Right. If it's not a sliding door but opens inwards, could your f- folks install a barrel bolt up high? They could even just install the part that goes into the door frame and not make a hole in their door if that's a concern. Hope that's helpful, Kate. Uh, that's that's an a idea. good idea. Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't hate that idea. I don't either. I mean, they've got, like, you know, a bunch of grandkids that are small. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they should do something about that I door. I
1: agree. All right. We got uh, a voicemail about the door lock as well.
0: We sure did. Here it is.
5: Hey, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. Regarding staying at your parents' house on the 26th floor, um, I've recently... Uh, dove deep into the world of door and sliding door and window child locks <laughs> for my daughter, who is the exact same age as Henry. And I will say you can get something super cheap and effective on uh, Amazon, um, and it, like, sticks to the door, and it makes it so you can't slide it open. Henry's you defeated it up high. a lot of these. And then in yeah, order, if you do want to slide it open, you kind of, like, push it in, and then you can, the, the sliding door can kind of slide um, still or, or the door can open anyway there's lots of different options and I, I think you know to get it off you would just kind of peel it off and maybe use some like gooby gone to get the, the residue and goo off it so anyway maybe you guys could um, ship one of those there or um, bring one with you and then you wouldn't have to worry about that at all because that would give me a lot of anxiety as well alright um, thank you guys Hope you're doing well. Thank
0: Bye-bye. you. It's so a good two good ideas. I don't know why we didn't. I mean, I didn't think about. I didn't think of that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Some sort of additional security door lock. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think we better procure one, and I'll have to install it because I know your parents.
1: I was literally thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: <sighs> oh, one of the kids. One of the kids that go to the. um Orthodox school by the park. I was mm-hmm. walking with Henry. And he's on his this kid's on his scooter. He's probably twelve. He goes, "Are you Jewish?" I'm like, "No," but he is. He's, he goes, "He is." I'm like, "Yep." And we just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you do look more Jewish. I know. I do look. I do
0: more, way more Jewish looking than my child. Uh, sorry, our child. No oh. he's blonde with blue eyes. It's ridiculous.
1: All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. You can extra support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellent adventure.
0: Don't forget, writer's strike special still happening. Sign up and support us now and I'll remind you when the strike is eventually over to cancel.
1: Oh, I forgot about That's that. That's my writer's strike That's special. special. <laughs> um, okay. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you also get your name right on the podcast each month. So thank you to the following supporters.
0: Mm, Angie James. Britt S. Baker. Josephine W. Ariana Perry. Bethany. Bonnie L. Brittany Dyer.
1: Carol Balala McNamara.
0: Cecily Templeton. Christina. uh, Christina Keller.
1: Diana Martin.
0: Emily F. Erica. Evelyn Schmevelin.
1: Jamie Stokey.
0: uh, Jenna Marie Nicholson or nelson is that what it says yeah, yeah it sure does jennifer why, did I, why did i say that
1: <laughs> jennifer zayas uh
0: maria baker
1: mary joe george
0: melissa bozeman
1: nassim kansari
0: olivia fahey alicia charlotte nunes don uh that would be a katie allen following that lynn
1: weisinger
0: mickey smith
1: mimi steinberg
0: ronit mazzoni
1: sophia f
0: Stephanie S.
1: Caroline Land.
0: Jennifer H.S.
1: Tyler R. is blindly optimistic by still being subscribed (laughs) to the Make Tech Human podcast feed.
0: That's still going. I'm still paying for that every month for some reason. For that to exist still.
1: Oh, you should not be doing that.
0: I know, but I figure Condé Nast needs the help. You're right. Danielle Barkley.
1: (laughs) Hannah Molman.
0: Katie Joyner.
1: Bye. It's 30 bucks a
2: month. Oh, you should definitely cancel that. All right.